Well, hello and welcome to Saints Radio here on this last Tuesday in the month of May, the fifth month, the Fast of Feasting month. Um, we are so happy to be with you today on this, I guess I would say, this extended holiday weekend. Um, happy Memorial Day, which we here in the United States celebrated throughout this weekend, particularly yesterday, and I hope and pray that it was a meaningful holiday for all of you. Um, I actually really appreciate Memorial Day, and and really more and more so as I embrace my role as a warrior in the army of the Lord, because it truly makes you... Um, just the remembrance of of those who have gone before and who have fought for on behalf of our freedom here in this country in this nation um, the fallen soldiers we honor them on Memorial Day we remember them we celebrate them and it's really a, a, a very significant celebration for us here in the United States and and I'm sure that the other nations of the world have similar holidays um, but here in the U.S., that was what was happening this weekend. Um, we had somewhat of a celebration here on Sunday or during our worship service and, and talked a bit about, um, you know, the Lord's in all things. He's even in some of these secular holidays, but he truly appreciates um, the whole principle of, of, of warfare because he is a warrior. He is our Lord Jesus, is the Lord of hosts. And um, <laughs> we follow him into battle. And we have to recognize that, yes, there is war going out. There's war going on throughout the world in the natural. Um, it's pretty much been, I think, a part of all of our lives in some way um, throughout the, the decades and um, well, throughout the centuries, actually. And um, it's throughout Scripture, and God continues to to teach us about what that means for us, and and for us to recognize that the greatest battle, the greatest battle in history, is the battle that we are engaged in on behalf of darkness and light, and the calling that we have as as sons in the kingdom and as um, as part of His army to engage in following him in the battle to bring light into this dark world and to um, take back that which the enemy has absconded here upon this earth, to restore, to um, rebuild the tabernacle of David, to um, bring glory and praise and honor to the Lord in the dwelling places um, throughout the earth. And we know that peace does not come without a battle. And so we are, he is our prince of peace, and we are children of peace. And um, we are before him continuously, or should be, as intercessors, willing to, to do warfare as he directs in his timing. We certainly don't look for the battle, but we remain diligent um, and willing and obedient to the battle in our intercession and in our prophetic walk. And so, um, you know, over the, the course of the last 20 years, when we celebrate Memorial Day, it extends so much greater than just what we know here in the natural. But we do honor um, the soldiers and those that have fought for us. And um, it's, it's a good day. So... Um, I hope that you all enjoyed a wonderful day yesterday, and um, I'm kind of tired today, even though yesterday was pretty laid back, but uh, anyway, it's a good day, it's a good day. It's really hot here in Dallas, um, and when I say hot, I, it's really humid. We've had like looming storms in the sky off and on for like several weeks now, and I, we've gotten a lot of rain, but it's like the sun shines bright. And then the cloud cover and brings a nice cool breeze, but there's a lot of humidity in the air, and so it's 
It's kind of typical, I guess, Houston, maybe Florida. Texas is no, not, for me, has not always been the most humid state, but it's really been humid, and um, and so that kind of heats things up a little bit, but um, today it looks like it might rain, which would just really be a glorious prospect. So I hope you all are doing well wherever you're standing, wherever God has placed you um, in your terio, and I bless you in, in abundance today and ask that his presence would just um, not only fill your heart, fill your being, but would surround you throughout this day and, um, and that you would truly abide in his presence and abide in his, his love and in his grace and we're going to talk a little bit about grace in just a bit but before we engage in that conversation let me just say a few things about this morning's broadcast first of all if you haven't noticed pastor ron is his voice is is not here and we certainly miss that i do i know that you do as well um he is the the primary host of this broadcast and um and of course we love it when he's here but he is taking some much needed R&R with his family he's traveling with his family this week for a couple of days and we bless him in that and we pray for him and for them that they would have just a really um, restful and enjoyable time together in the presence of the Lord where they are and we ask for God to protect them and to keep them, bring them home safely. And he will be back, I believe, in the office on Thursday morning. So um, it's just me here today. And I say that, actually, it's really not just me here today. I'm here with the Lord. I'm here with you. Um, I'm sure there's some angels posted in the four corners of this broadcast booth and certainly in this sanctuary as you know where that where it's located um, here in this house and it's always a joy to um, have the privilege to to host and um, just to share with you what's on my heart I, I'm gonna say that we're gonna have a conversation today um, but sadly I'm gonna be doing most of the talking <laughs> but I appreciate you joining with me and um, in heart and in spirit and this morning I sat before the Lord and just asked him what he wanted me to, to, to speak about, to have conversation about, and, and we're going to speak a little bit about grace. And so, But before we do, um, I want to remind you that coming up very soon is our national seminar in the nation of France. And um, this is, I, I don't, Luke is going to have to help me. And I know I've got this written down, but I'm thinking this may be our national seminar 11 or 12 um, that we have been doing um, specifically in the nation of France. We have national seminars in different countries um, throughout the world once a year, and then we visit as often as we can in different pockets of the nations um, for specific ministry. But this is a conference, a seminar that very much mirrors what we do here in Dallas for those of you that have been um, privileged to join with us here in Dallas but we go into the nation we prayerfully discern where God wants us to host the seminar and then we welcome the saints throughout the nation to come and to join with us and so that national seminar is coming up not this weekend but the following weekend so I'm going, to keep, I'm going to give you these dates so that you can make sure that you have them on your calendar um, and will join with us um, in spirit and in intercession and prayer um, because, goodness, we certainly, certainly covet that. Um, so we will begin the seminar on Saturday morning, June the 8th. And we will have ministry throughout that day into the evening and through Sunday the 9th, beginning in the morning throughout that evening, and then beginning Monday morning at 8.30, and we will conclude at 12.30 on Monday afternoon. And so please be in prayer for us, be, be in prayer for 
um, the ministry, be in prayer for the hearts of the people of France, be, be in prayer on behalf of what God wants to commission them. The, the theme of the seminar is, is as we did here in Dallas, it will be great grace. And we will be ministering um, probably many of the things that, that we ministered here in Dallas, there in that nation. And God is going to impart his grace into that nation in a mighty and powerful way. And um, we're just so excited for what God wants to do there in France. And, you know, we're in this year of grace. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But um, just please be in prayer. There's a very strong possibility that we'll be doing um, a specific five-fold or prayer time here tomorrow night in Dallas from 6 to 7 during our pre-service Wednesday Night Life prayer time. Um, the Lord began to to really tap my heart about that while I was in pre-radio prayer. And so I need to pursue that as soon as I'm finished here and see exactly what He wants us to do. But I do know that we will be having... Um, some some specific prayer times that will be extended into the network for that gathering. Um, we're very thankful for the nation of France, for the way God has used them as a forerunner in the nations. Um, after we visited um, Africa in the early days, um, you know the story, so I don't need to go through it, but um, God opened the door into France very shortly after um, we made the transition out of the, the denomination that we had been involved in, which was by the hand of the Lord, and he opened us up into the apostolic calling for which um, he has placed upon this ministry, and really the first door that was opened was into the nation of France, wherein we went into um, a church in, in, in the suburbs of Paris, and and that apostolic ministry was really launched through that. This apostolic ministry was launched through that. And so from then, um, God has been touching the hearts of people in the nation of France to rise up and be called sons, to be called saints, and to carry the burden of, of his message of what it means to be a saint and to truly function in that and to sow that seed into that nation and, and to really partner with us um, from a Nematocaust standpoint as to what God wants to do in that nation as a forerunner into the other nations of Europe and subsequently into the world. And so, you know, wherever God opens doors, um, I, can, I can always find a touch point in my spirit through what God began in the nation of France. Of course, I find that touch point here in the U.S. and in, here in, in my house and in the, the houses throughout the nation that have embraced this, this message and, and this call to intercession on behalf of the release of this message of intercession to go throughout the earth. And so I, my spirit, whenever I go into um, any nation, my spirit draws on these touch points of intercession that I know that is going forth throughout the world and France is, is very significant in that and um, so please be in prayer for that gathering and for Luke and Sylvie Benichon who are um, really those uh, the two that have taken responsibility really as ambassadors in that nation to convene this gathering they serve um, so faithfully in um, making all the arrangements to receive us and to host the gathering and um, have, have really championed that task in just incredible ways. And so pray for them, pray for all those saints in France and in the, the, the outlying nations that come and join with us. We'll have um, saints from Belgium who faithfully come and stand alongside. We'll have saints from Switzerland who faithfully come and stand alongside from Luxembourg um, and, and from, of course, from the U.S. Um, I'm sure that I'm missing somebody, and forgive me if I am, but just, just please be in prayer. Just let the Spirit guide you um, to pray in the Spirit, but also just release prophetically um, what He puts upon your heart as far as what He wants to accomplish in that those few days that we have there in France.
and that seminar will be in Nice in the south and so um, I will be going and Noah will be coming with me and being part of worship leading worship um, Pastor Ron and Katie will be coming of course he'll be teaching and she'll be helping to lead worship um, Sarah and Elizabeth McGill will be coming and joining with us and really being a part of our team as they have been so faithful to do over this last year we love and appreciate them and so much love what they add um, creatively through worship and through art through the creative arts um, uh, who am I missing <laughs> yeah so that will be our our team in addition to Luke and Sylvie and then some of our saints in France who so obediently and willingly come and help and serve um, so thank you for your prayers and more information will be coming about that and and of course more information about the the um the prayer times that will be specifically being held on behalf of that gathering on behalf of that nation so that's exciting that's exciting so good things are happening um in intercession i don't know if you can sense um the the let me see how i can say this you know we're in this year of grace <laughs> and many many years ago the lord really um impressed upon our apostle um that we would follow his pattern his ways the ways of god his seven spirits from year to year and every year would be um, the illumination of one of the seven spirits. And through that year, he would manifest himself and teach us and lead us through um, the, the understanding and the function of his spirit. And so, of course, we began, I think this might be our third cycle in that over the last 20 years. Um, beginning with the year of judgment and burning which was many many years ago and we've gone through this cycle of seven seven years I believe three times and are into maybe the fourth in this year of grace and supplication and and over the last 21 years I have to say that I don't remember a year that has been so um, vivid in the understanding and in the function in the impartation in the supply of his spirit as this year of grace now it has been it I mean I'm sure that every single year has been that but the awareness of his grace and the call to partner in that grace through our supplication has been on the forefront of our hearts on the forefront of our ministry on the forefront of just about everything that we have done from the very beginning of this year it's been grace 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 we have talked about grace God has taught us in depth um, given greater revelation of his grace through scripture we have activated his grace we have imparted we have dwelled in his grace and um, <laughs> that is huge because I know that it is really um, indicative of where we are as a people and where we are in the timeline of his timeline, his, his, his chronos timeline, and through those kairos junctures, his grace is propelling us. We have to have his grace. We must have his grace. And so as I was as I was sitting before him this morning and just asking him what he he would like us to to converse about he brought up grace and you know I thought okay well we we can talk about grace again um, but that's the beauty of his grace it's always new it's always fresh it's always pressing us deeper it's always expanding us and I don't know if you have sensed this, but in my spirit, I have sensed such a stretching. It is almost like unbearable sometimes. It is the stretching. It is the insisting 
of the Spirit within me to expand and to press and to even become uncomfortable to step into that next level, to step into that next place of promotion, to step step into that upward movement, to to dwell in his in his presence and to abide in his presence and to remain at his right hand and to function there and to open my eyes and to see let my eyes be filled with grace so that I have this spiritual insight and the understanding the interpretation of what he's doing and what he is calling us to and where he is leading us grace has been upon everything and so if you're not sensing that if you're not being made to feel uncomfortable in your spirit I want to ask you know really challenge you to ask the Lord to press you through and to cause your heart and your mind every part of who you are to be to be willing to be made uncomfortable to be stretched like that because we don't want to miss the moment this present moment is about the ongoing and expanding grace within our lives and within the ministry that he has given to us this present moment is about that and so as been said so many times from the pulpit from this radio broadcast we need to be expecting regular visitations of his grace in our intercession in our in our spiritual perception in our interpretation and in the giftings that he's given us in the anointings that he's poured within us and all that we do and function in him we should be expecting that grace because it's in the atmosphere it's he, it we're dwelling in it and so you know there's always a higher place there's always a higher plane there's always a deeper place in him there's always a new horizon there's always going to be new moments of discovery and a victory in him and and we need to partner with him in it and we do it through his grace we do it through his grace and so i know that that um <laughs> that you all you all know what grace is it's the promotion it's not just unmerited favor even though it is that the greatest demonstration of grace in the history of mankind in the history of of i would say god is our lord jesus christ who went to that cross who died for us who went death hell and the grave took victory and rose again he was resurrected that is grace he was resurrected so that we could live the resurrection power of our Lord and so grace is always pressing us up to dwell to acknowledge to be aware to live to demonstrate to know to function in the resurrection of his power and in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and so yes it's unmerited we did nothing to deserve it but we have a responsibility to respond to it and to proactively go after it and to proactively willingly partner with it with the Lord on behalf of applying that resurrected power that resurrection power throughout the earth to see restoration happen to see people come into the knowledge of the Lord and to be saved and to be restored and to be called up in grace to dwell in the presence of God and to be at his right hand and to know him that is the ministry of the saints it's restoration it's 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 restoring the earth it's sending it's taking the message to the other most parts of the earth through his grace and through the promise of his grace through our supplication through our intercession to to see that power demonstrated and to see the victory in it and so this is where we are this is where we are grace desires to lead us upward towards an intended goal and that goal is the burden of his heart that goal is his intention his purpose his divine will in order for us his sons his chosen ones to enjoy the fruit and the peace of the triumph of the victory of our Lord through Yahweh 
through our lives and through the ministry on this earth and on behalf of this earth. So his grace wants us to know that peace and that victory. But grace keeps moving us forward. And that partnership, it's that partnership of that progressive movement forward. We never want to get static. We never want to get stuck in the same place. But we continuously want to be growing in partnership with God so that the miraculous can happen. So that his resurrection power can be known. So that which looks impossible can be made known possible. Can be so that we can, we can partner with him in it. And so... God has on his heart. You press into his heart in intercession. You bring supplication before him on behalf of what is on his heart, a need, something that needs to be addressed. And then when he says he wants to do something new, he looks for one who will invest themselves and who will partner, and hear this, who will partner all that they are. Grace requires all of us it required all of him if we talk about the cross if we talk about that being a demonstration of, of our father's grace it took all of him it took the only the only the only begotten son of our father his genomai his genos his heart and it took our lord jesus to give all that he was his whole entire life, to lay his life down, to go to that cross, to be nailed to that cross, to die for us. And so grace requires all of us. And I think in so many ways that's what I've been sensing within within my spirit is there's been such an insistence and such a demand to give more. By his grace, through his grace, it has nothing to do with what you or I has the capacity to do. It's about a willing heart. It's about being willing to give it all. And so, you know, we, we, we always want to think that we're giving it all. We want to live as though we're giving it all. And we want to believe that we're giving it all. But with grace and in the Lord, there's always more. Think about this. Think about... Th- and and and. Think about when a woman became, when she receives a seed. And, and, and think about her body when she becomes impregnated with that seed. And that child begins to form within her, that life, that, that miraculous life. That is grace. That is grace. And so what happens within her? Her body begins to devote every bit of her energy and of her function nutritionally, in every single way towards the fulfillment of what has been planted within her, of the development of that promise that that will come forth through the travail. But we're not going to talk about that. And so she gives all to bring forth that promise. And that really is the essence of who we are as God has called us to bring forth life through his grace. And, and that's what he did for us. And, and so, you know, it reminds me, and forgive me if I'm rambling, but I'm just kind of speaking out of the Spirit. It reminds me of, of really our relationship with the Lord and the, full, you know, the fullness of what it is. Um, and I'm going to talk about it in, this in two different ways. First of all, in the way that he has taught us in our relationship, in our communion, our function with Elohim and with Yahweh. Because he calls us to commune and to know intimately his heart and who he is as Elohim. And as we press deep into that place of his heart, we begin to form to make supplication in partnership with what's on his heart because that's supplication. And as we do that, he begins to illuminate his plan through that relationship, through that commune, his eternal plan from his throne so he brings us up in grace and begins to show us his plan for which we are called through intercession and through his grace to partner with him to bear it forth to travail it forth to see it come forth to to see the fulfillment of it here upon the earth and i love that because every part 
of what he has taught us about who he is and how he has called us to serve him and to function him in him and to know him and to, to, to minister through him involves his grace. Grace is so, it is, it is such a vital commodity in our walk, in our spiritual walk. It is such a necessary, vital um, commodity. And, and, and it's, it's, it's part of the fullness of his spirit that, that is, it is with us. And, and we must continue to press into it and to be willing with all that we are to embrace it and to allow the expansion of it through us into the empowerment of what he places before us in partnership, which is going to be, for the most part, impossible to the natural eye. And so, um, you know, the Bible talks about the eyes of the Lord. And the, the Bible talks about, remember, Mary found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor or grace in the eyes of the Lord. And I love that because, um, you know, grace has a lot to do or is much to do with, with our devotion, with our commitment, with our loyalty to him, to his heart and to his purpose as it does with our love and our kindness. You know, a lot of people look at, at grace as just unmerited favor, as, as kindness extended towards us. But our devotion and our commitment have, have just as much to do with it. I mean, they are vital in that equation for us to move in his grace. And so Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was humble in his devotion to the plan of Yahweh, God, Yahweh, saw that and extended grace towards him and said, he's a humble man that is committed to my plan, my eternal plan. I will extend my grace to him and I will make it possible for him to do the impossible so that I can save this earth. And that is, finding, that is him finding grace in Noah. Mary found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And, and you know, when she said in Luke 138, Be it unto me according to thy word. She sacrificed her life. She sacrificed all that she was. She sacrificed her relationship with her spouse-to-be, her reputation, everything that she was, and said, Be it unto me according to thy word. And she found grace in his eyes, and that grace is what made possible the birth of that child and, and subsequently our Lord Jesus Christ here upon the earth who subsequently saved us. Um, this is grace, and this is the investment that is required of our lives in order for us to partner with the Lord to achieve the impossible and it truly is the gift of eternal life but it costs us everything but it truly is the crown to the overcomer and his grace truly um, provides all that we need and all that we are and so let's talk just a little bit about the eyes of the Lord because this is fascinating to me um, the Bible says that his eyes go to and, th and fro throughout the whole world. And he searches for those, right? And so his eyes move to and fro throughout the whole earth looking to exhibit his exploits of his eternal plan through those who walk humbly after his plan. His eyes. Now what are his eyes? His eyes represent his seven spirits. So the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of Yahweh, are his seven spirits. And they depict, they represent his ways, his unchanging personality, and the way that he does things, the way in he intends to do things on behalf of his throne, on behalf of his eternal plan. 
And so literally, the eyes of Yahweh, because when it says the eyes of the Lord, that's the eyes of Yahweh. The eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of Yahweh. Literally, his eyes are intent upon the fulfillment of his eternal plan throughout creation. And his eyes are always looking for someone who will partner with him in grace. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, I believe, verse 22, that the light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. I love that. So your eye be single. That takes us back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. That when God looks to do something new, he looks for one who will invest towards the fulfillment of that with the essence of all that we are. That we will invest all that we are to partner with what his intention is, what he desires to do through us to see that the impossible be made possible through his grace. And so when your eye is single, when your eye is single, that light of the body is the eye. And when your eye is single, your body is full of his seven spirits. And that is the fullness of his being. That is the fullness of his unchanging personality, the fullness of the way he does things. And that's what's within us when we are focused and we are giving all that we are towards his eternal plan. When we are truly, see, grace is a sacrificial, it's a sacrificial demonstration. It's a sac, it is sacrificial. Mary sacrificed her life, her reputation. We talked about that. Hannah whose name means grace. I love the story of Hannah because her name means grace. She was in the temple crying out to the Lord, make me barren or, or cause my barrenness to become fruitful so that I can bear forth a son. I believe in her heart she knew God's eternal plan to bring forth a son through her. She went into the temple. She made intercession. She cried out to God. She gave all that she was on behalf of the eternal plan of Yahweh. And she cried out to God, and God was faithful and touched her with his grace, and she became fruitful, and she bore a son, and his name was Samuel. And Samuel, when he got to a certain age, when he was weaned, what did she do? She sacrificed him back to the Lord. She sacrificed him to the temple to minister to the Lord in the temple. And what happened through that? Vision was restored in the land through Samuel. Because Samuel, through that grace, took his place at the right hand and became a prophet in the land. And through that grace, that upward movement of, of taking his place at the right hand is God's prophet vision was restored in the land and really the inspiration through the vision for them to go forward from that place that where they were just stagnant when there's no vision you perish and at that time there was no vision in the land and so I love that I love that that's grace that is grace and so um, that is what we are living and and um, we really, really need to embrace, um, embrace it and proactively go after it, not be willing to settle. See, God created us and called us into um, his grace, and his grace always yields an atmosphere of discovery. You know, we're a people of intercession. Diversities of tongues is a grace gift. We pray in diversities of tongues. We pray that mysteries will be revealed. We're drawing from the throne. We're drawing from the Lord, um, interceding through the Spirit that those mysteries are revealed. We therefore go, thus go forth through another grace gift of interpretation, and we interpret those mysteries, and then we apply them as God has us to apply them. And so 
Grace yields an atmosphere of discovery, an adventure of exploring into the new. If you don't feel that, um, that passionate desperation to press into the new, ask the Lord for that. Because that's His grace active within you. And it's always going and pressing into the new, pressing into that bright orange horizon, that new day. Um, where we truly can go forth and be um, like explorers in the spirit realm and and partner with the Lord and opening up new um, corridors of his spirit and new places upon the earth where he sends us to say, pray here and watch my glory manifest and and restore. And so we need to, to truly embrace that daring of of the Lord in this magnificent walk of of faith and possibility. And we must keep moving forward. We must keep that forward progression, never settling or becoming satisfied. Yes, we're satisfied with him. He's so good to us. He is our source and he is all we need, but we never want to become stagnant or satisfied where we're not continuously pressing forth into the grace, into that point of established blessing asking the Lord to lift us higher and to inspire us into higher dimensions of who he is and what his intentions are of his heart. So we need to make grace operative within our devotion to him. And and through that, we must commit everything, invest all that we are, and be pioneers in his heart, welcoming his grace, pressing into the atmosphere, that dynamic and miraculous power and truly walk it through as Abraham did in faith, calling those things that be not as they are, that be not as though they are, and knowing that God will do everything that he has said he's going to do through his grace. He's just that good. He's just that good. And so here we are. We're, we're about to um, embark on the sixth month of this year. And, um, and we've only just begun in this incredible year and yet God has already just done so much in and through his people he is he I mean our intercession is just really pressed such greater dimensions over these last court the course of these last months um, our understanding our interpretation but that is the present that we live in that is the um, the intentional moment that we live in and it is characterized by the ongoing and expanding grace within our lives and with this, within this ministry that he has um, entrusted us with. And so we must always be pressing into that new horizon. And we, we must truly be looking through the eyes of grace for what lies ahead. And as we do that, we must be insisting upon the promises of God as we sow into the in kingdom and we expect or insist upon the expansion therein. You know, we just recently went into Brazil and um, it was my first time there. And, and, and I really actually, I have learned to, to enter in with, um, you know, I don't necessarily go in with premeditated expectations of what I think is going to happen. Because my ways are not his ways. And your ways are not his ways. And so a lot of prayer and intercession, a lot of prophetic prayer went forth into going into Brazil. And I'm talking about this because um, it's the newest... um, nation continent that we have gone into and and so I'm just speaking out of it out of ex, just recent experience that you know I intentionally don't manifest expectations I spend a lot of time before the Lord I spend a lot of time in intercession I spend a lot of time in the word leading up to an apostolic journey like that because we must do that we must be prepared our spirit man must be prepared it's one thing to be prepared physically because physical demands are definitely something to consider when you're going into a new continent, a new terrio, because your spirit, your, your physical man will be affected because your spirit man 
rules the day. But our physical, we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, so I don't need to go there. But spiritually, we need to build up our spirit man before we embark upon something like that, even though we should be dwelling in that kind of um, existence all the time. But still, it's, it's kind of like preparing for a marathon, our spirit man. And um, so I didn't really go in with expectations of my own thinking, but I had expectations that were stored in my spirit. And I knew of some of them, but I didn't necessarily, other than the prophetic intercession and the prophetic insight, the prophetic words that were given and that I, I also gave, um, I, I, I just went in with them stored in my spirit ready and you know the pray without ceasing ready as an intercessor to go in to partner with the Lord at every juncture of that mission through intercession and through his grace to partner with him to see it manifest and when it manifests you know the process of it you begin to to gain understanding and start seeing the vision play out and it's a magnificent thing because what you've been praying for and what the body's been praying for, because we are one body, we were all praying about what God wanted to do in Brazil. There was such a, a girding up of that mission from saints all over the world through intercession from weeks beforehand going into that mission, throughout that mission, that I cannot even tell you the magnitude of, of, of girding up that I felt, that I, our whole team felt. So thank you for that. And that's an understated thank you. I could pour out my whole heart and thanks for you. But so when you're there and, and you're partnering with the Lord in spirit, because we it is not by might nor by power, but it's by spirit, partnering with him in, in, in the manifestation of what was stored in my spirit through intercession and through what he had imparted prophetically, seeing it all played out through that walk of faith, through inter, you know obedient intercession he is faithful and he did everything he said he was going to do but it wasn't something that we go in and say okay today god's going to do this and tomorrow god's going to do this and tomorrow morning god's going to do this it is something that you walk it is a walk of faith now we do know some things we do due diligence to know you know these things are things we need to impart these things are we need to teach these things we need to activate but particularly with this trip we went in and things were continuously changing so the pre-plans that we had made you have to be willing to just let the spirit take over but you have to be ready with your spirit full with you know it's like we talked about with the light if the light of the body is the eye, and if your eye is single, with that single vision of God's purpose for that nation, of God's purpose for what he wanted to do in those churches, of God's purpose of what he wanted to do in those people, if your eye is single and that is your focus because that's the focus of his throne for that moment, your whole body is full of light, which means your whole body, your whole spirit man is, is, is dwelling and functioning in the fullness of his seven spirits. That is partnership with God. And when you go into an assignment like that, you can just let the spirit take over because your spirit is connected with the spirit of the Lord because he's within you. And he can use you to do anything at any moment because it's his spirit that's coming through you. It's his grace that's coming through you. And that, my friends, the revelation of that is, is something that has been a remarkable thing for me. Because as, as, as you know, in our, in our carnality, in our human thinking, we want to prepare. And we do want to do our due diligence. We want to make sure that we are ready and that we are prepared to minister, prepared to teach, prepared for whatever God calls us to do and we must be you know in the word we must be prepared yes but the most important thing is that your eye be single that your spirit is full of light and that you are functioning through the fullness 
of his eyes and the fullness of his seven spirits and that that fullness comes through you through your intercession through whatever God calls you to minister through the anointing through the giftings through the teachings through laying on of hands through your proscuneo through anything that he would call you to do on a mission you are doing it through his grace and you are doing it through the fullness of his spirit and he can use you that is partnership and and it's just such a beautiful really a beautiful existence and um and revelation for us and so we've got to look through the eyes of grace for what lies ahead and we have to as we do that we have to insist on what he has said on his prophetic promises we don't ever want to bury the talent but we want to continuously be willing to risk our talents to risk our gifts to risk and maybe risk isn't a good word to invest to sacrifice all that we are to sacrifice our gifts to sacrifice the talents that he's given to us in that marketplace of faith and obedience because if we sacrifice if we risk it all and we make total investment in this atmosphere of grace we will see an abundance of reaping we will see an abundance of harvest if we give it all that is our pathway of growth that is our pathway of life that is the fulfillment for which he has intentionally purposed our existence and it is something that is crucial that he is saying to us now give it all invest it all make your heart willing make your spirit willing to sacrifice it all grace is a sacrificial offering it's like it, it it's kind of like if you think about lest a seed fall to the ground and die it has no life we it, it, and it's like the pruning process we have to allow him to prune us so that more new life can come through us that's grace guys but if we're not willing to allow him to prune even the fruitful vine even the fruitful branches new fresh life can't come through and so we have to be willing to lay down even the fruitful part even the part you say wait a minute that's working wait a minute that's feeling good that that's that's fruitful that's working that that's working huh we have to lay that down because it's it's all through his grace and it belongs to him anyway so you can either extend your arm your fruitful arm and say lord cut it off and make new growth come forth or you can hold on to that arm and he's going to get you some other way <laughs> and so just extend it extend it all extend it all and let him prune and let him bring fresh creative new life grace through you and trust me he is doing that in his people and it is just such a powerful powerful thing and i'm going to end with this and i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to use this scripture um and i know this scripture is speaking of a finance but i i'm going to ask I'm going to ask that we can extend the principle of this to beyond finance, to our service to the Lord, to our willing hearts, giving our service, giving our lives to his purpose. And at 2 Corinthians, um, beginning chapter 9, beginning with verse 6. Hold on one sec. Okay, it says, But this I say, and this is the Apostle Paul, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And this word for sparingly is, is to abstain or to be stingy with what God's given you. Okay? So he that soweth stingily or sparingly will also reap, and the word reap is the word for harvest, will also draw the harvest in sparingly. And he which sows bountifully shall reap or shall have a bountiful harvest okay bountiful 
it's a preposition in the Greek. And it means like a superimpose, super to superimpose something over, upon, or before. So what he's saying is that if you sow over, upon, and before, if you sow proactively, if you sow over and over and upon and upon, that's bountifully, you will receive a bountiful harvest that is over and upon and proactive that will be your harvest and then he says every man according as he purposed in his heart so let him give so every one of us as we have purposed and this word for purpose means to choose for yourself so to choose for oneself before any other thing so it's what you prefer to do. It's, it's what you prefer to choose. It's what you prefer and you choose to do over any other thing. So what you have chosen to do over every other thing in your heart, and we know that heart is the seat and center of all things spiritual, your spiritual life, your physical life, okay? So you've, you've, you've chosen him for yourself before any other thing that's what you're preferring in the very center and seat of all that you are your inner man your inner soul your mind the center of of who you are so let you give so from that place we give not grudgingly and we know what grudgingly means or out of necessity and I love this because necessity is obligation now this has kind of been a conversation that I've been having with the Lord for a while because you know we we have obligations to ministry we have obligations to come to worship service to come to prayer time to to do things that we have a responsibility for but I'd rather you look at it as a responsibility before the Lord as an obligation because when it, you start doing it out of obligation you lose the passion of the prayer you lose you lose that dimension of that heart willingness to come and do it out of the purpose of your heart of what you have chosen to prefer okay so we don't do it out of necessity or grudgingly but we but God loves he agapes a cheerful a joyous someone who is prompt to do anything for him heart or giver not heart. He loves, he agapes, a cheerful giver. And that literally means a joyful, happy, prompt to do anything for him giver. And through that, scripture says in verse 8, and God is able, and this is a, a dunamis word, okay? So he is able, it's dinatos, he makes possible through his power and his might, he is able to make all grace abound towards you unto you into you and that abound that all grace we know what grace is that all abound is super abounding into you that you verse 9 no same verse verse 8 having always always means always having all sufficiency and this all sufficiency in all things this sufficiency, this word for a sufficiency means the necessities of life. You have content, you are content, and you are in perfect condition of life where no aid or support is needed. So you have everything that you need. So always having all sufficiency in all things through his abounding grace that is in you. But then he says, through that, may superabound to every good work, every agathos ergon. And that is the tobe or the agathos ergon, the work that he has given you to do. I love that. So, you know, I know that we always look at this from a financial standpoint, and that is important. We need to give from a willing heart. We need to sow we need to sow bountifully into the kingdom. We, you know, these things just don't happen for free. 
God provides through us, through his people, to sow bountifully into his house, to sow bountifully into the ministry. But I also want you to look at it just through your service to him. Sow bountifully in grace. Sow all that you are in his grace so that you can reap the harvest, the bountiful harvest, and that his grace will abound in you and it will provide all sufficiency for all things through the work that he's placed before you. He is everything. He is our source. He is all sufficient. He's just asking for us to give our all to him. That's grace. And his grace is with us. His grace is with you. And I just speak it into your life right now. I speak it into your life today that you would, you would abound, you would superabound in his grace and that your heart would be willing um, to be that sacrificial offering before him and let him work through you all things that he has intended in his heart from his throne to see you accomplish. So I bless you today. Thank you for joining me. Um, have a glorious day in him. And until we meet again, um, abide in the vine. Amen.